The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 179th episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And I'm extra grumpy this week. I'm going to forewarn everybody. I'm on call. I've been getting called a lot. I'm getting called to fix other people's fucking problems. I'm miserable. I'm extra miserable. So I'm, I'm extra MLG grumpkin this week. Anyway, let's just move along. I'm drinking a beer, so that, that'll calm me down. For tonight's podcast, we will be discussing the following. First off, we'll be covering Destiny's latest news, and I'm doing my best Peter Brady impersonation right there, as well as Battlefield 24, does it have only a skeleton crew? What's up with season four of Call of Duty? And pretty much the latest shows we're watching. So uh, with that, we got a lot of ground to cover, and we have a full house this episode. We are jam-packed with guests. First up, returning to the show, Selden007, how are you doing, what you drinking, and what you playing? I am doing great. It's great to be back on Grim Reapers, uh, the ReaperCast. Uh, I am currently drinking a collab between Spiderbite and Barrage here on Long Island called Yada 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 2.0. It's a chocolate caramel peanut brown ale. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yada Yada, is that the uh, after um, Seinfeld? Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's, a, it's kind of a play on the whole Seinfeld joke. The uh, label's got the the George Costanza uh, risque photo on it and stuff like that. So, oh, with nice. one of the uh, with one of the brewers' face plastered over top of his body, so it's kind of disturbing to look at. <laughs> it's kind of disturbing, but hot at the same time. Yeah. We're not judging. Um, yeah, you drink some interesting summer ales. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm trying to still work through my uh, my backlog of winter. <laughs> Browns and porters and stouts. So, uh, how many did you buy? Like a truckload or Jesus? Um, yeah, last time I, I think I bought like a couple hundred dollars worth of uh, different stuff. So, I make a I make a round between the different breweries and pick them up here on Long Island. So, uh, what you playing? Uh, recently I've been playing a lot of uh, Fortnite No Build. Still plugging away inside of uh, Elden Rings. Played a little uh, Fall Guys this week. Um, and some Minecraft with the kids. Sounds good. Next up returning is uh, The Real Crowbar. This is two episodes in a row. This is nuts. How you doing? What you drinking and what you playing? Yeah, I was a glutton for punishment, so I decided to come deal with you again for another week. <laughs> um, I actually just uh, right now I'm just drinking Diet Mountain Dew and mostly been playing Battlefield 2042, a little bit of Final Fantasy 14 and still tinkering around with Elden Ring. You know, it goes good with that. Diet Mountain Dew, a little Drano mixed in. Oh, uh, I've got that as well. That's not that's not one I'm not allowed to have. So yeah. <laughs> Has anybody tried that hard Mountain Dew yet? I have not. I haven't found it. Yeah, I think it's only in a couple states. So yeah, my kid uh, in Florida when he was in school in Florida, he was drinking it because you know he doesn't like beer yet because there's something wrong with that child. But yeah, Florida man likes likes his uh, hard Mountain Dew. I think what's wrong with him is he has taste buds. Uh, he doesn't have any taste. Not that child. Did you see the sneakers he wears? Jesus. 
All right. And finally, we have Valiant Victory. I'd ask you what you're playing, but what's the point? Uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Blue Moon because I'm I'm still on my diet, but uh, I'm celebrating my being off COVID or thinking I'm over COVID. And I said, fuck it. I need a, I've had a crazy few days because I'm backed up on work. It's like uh, the phone's ringing off the hook. So I had a, I've been having a few of those days right through the weekend. Well, I work at a hospital, so I know a lot of things about COVID. And yeah, they say Blue Moon is definitely a recovery uh, beverage. A recovery beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. It's, it's allowed. I'm, I'm I saw it on that. the S bars at work, so you're, you're good to go. And uh, what are you doing in Destiny right now? Uh, there's, you know, the new season dropped about a month ago, and there's, you know, some cool stuff. I think the, uh, the coolest new thing, I guess, in the game that, you know, they're talking about is there's uh, some good like emotional healing stuff that's not, you know, normal, like, oh, how you doing? Oh, I had a bad day. Okay. You know, you could talk to me about it. It's like actually good dialogue and like people working through their issues. And I, it's, uh, you know, the people, the peoples think it's uh, some good stuff. So it's called the season of the haunted. And really what it is, is there's uh, characters that are dealing with their demons, if you will. And that's kind of the, the gist of the season. Some people think the gameplay stuff is weak, but the storytelling is is really good, and that's kind of where I'm at too. Is compared to other seasons, some of the gameplay stuff, their gameplay loop is not as good, but definitely the storytelling and character development is is top notch. I didn't get uh, how how that worked because I thought the guardians, when they were resurrected or brought back to life by the ghost, they their memories were wiped. So how are they remembering? Previous. that's that's great well the point is that they're demons since they've been guardians so oh, okay. for example zavala um you know kind of breaking with tradition kind of like the jedi code you know had a wife and chose to kind of take a step back from being a guardian before he joined the vanguard had a wife and a kid you know not biologically but adopted the kid and uh they both died and he's dealing with the uh kind of the i guess the trauma or whatever you, word you want to use it to uh, use these days of of all of that shit. And but he was uh, he was always the whiny bitch. Like it's Shaq should have whipped him in the shape. That's all I, I know, right? Like you know, um, Lord Salad Man. Like he is like your grandfather that was a general in the army or some shit. He's like the guy, and it's amazing how like that guy is the you know the the guy you'd want in your corner for everything. And he was uh zavala's mentor I, I can't believe that he didn't kick him in the ass and be like dude suck it up you crying crying whiny bitch dude your wife died it's time to move on get over that shit well anyway that's not how this story is playing out but yeah that's what this season's all about so the different characters do that but it's a, it's their their new life not their prior life demons it's their you know their okay prison life okay sounds fascinating yeah, I know you hate it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is why like there's you know I think for a lot of these dialogues you can just skip through it, and shoot things, you know, which is good for you. So I was gonna say, man, I I, <laughs> I skip backstory on people so much in games. I'm like, I don't know if I'd catch half of what you were saying if I played Destiny still. I can't follow Destiny at all. Like I I'm completely lost. Destiny and Halo campaign. I I I'm so lost. I'm just clueless. I'm just long. I just know I get my gun. I shoot things. It's it's all. And I think that's part of like a lot of people say, well, you know, how come the story's not in the game? Because a lot of people don't want the story. They just want to shoot things. So you have to make it so that people that want it can have it, and people that don't want it can kind of fucking ignore it. 
Yeah, but Bungie, Bungie's been always good at that building that lore behind the scenes if you really wanted it. Like, there are so many, like, texts and documents behind that you can look up, and I'm like, I've never done it. <laughs> so I feel bad that they wasted so much time that I don't use <laughs> for them. Well, Valiant has done it for you. Yeah, but, there we go. Or Pife or whoever, you know, yes, there's plenty of people that uh, have, have done their homework and made videos on that shit. <laughs> you just got back from Guardian Con, or... I did. I could talk about that a little bit, too, if you want. Sure. How, how was that? Real quick. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a really cool experience, uh, hanging out with a bunch of other Destiny nerds. And the majority of the show, 60 to 70% of what was there was, like, you know, Destiny people, where everybody wearing matching fucking shirts because we all earned that shit in game or whatever. But there's some, definitely some other cool, like, D&D stuff. And my sons are really into D&D. My daughter did cosplay. So it was, like, a fun... Like, I've been to local Comic-Con stuff, and that's okay. But this was, like, this was good. This was designed for people like me. So I, I, I loved it. How much did you spend on merchandising? So the total, you know, the tickets to go were, like, 180 bucks, including I think I made a, a donation in that. And I had a rollover ticket from, like, two years ago. And so that was about 360 but I probably spent another three or four hundred dollars on shit on just shit what's the coolest purchase well i mean a lot of stuff was for my kid my there was some real cool D like maps and like um story prompts there's like these cards that you can use to to build a uh to dm a story so it's a bunch of i i spent 200 dollars on his shit i spent 120 dollars on my wife on my daughter getting pokemon cards because they had ones that were like the guaranteed evolution blah 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 dx gx something x cards i got a couple different wall like you know they're eight and a half by 11s or nine by 12 or something like that prints original artist things that were destiny things and those were for me i thought they were the coolest but as far as actual destiny shit i think i only spent like 100 bucks but on the kids huh <laughs> I, i'm surprised i thought i would have thought it was the other way around kids you can pick out a five dollar uh, toy and daddy's going to town well, you'd th- normally I do, but like my daughter was very much, you know, into one thing, and my son is uh, this D and D stuff. They really had a lot of the stuff laid out for tabletop stuff there. There's a whole room on it, and uh, he's yeah, anyway. So I got him a bunch of shit that he wanted. So there you go, there you go, good dad. All right, uh, once again, my name is Jack Lala Calamari from the site. I am drinking a Cape May. Always ready, hazy pale ale. Uh, I was at the food store tonight uh, in a rage from my on-call episode, and I came home with this, and it's it's not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, I feel like hazy pale ales. I am playing a mix of Fortnite, zero build, of course, because I'm too old and slow for the building, uh, a little bit of Call of Duty when I truly hate myself, and I have been playing the greatest game of all, Elder Scrolls Online, their new expansion, High Isles. And talk about uh, listening to the story. I actually pay attention to the story in ESO. Uh, it's so weird. I'm like complete contrast in Destiny. But I, I can follow Elder Scrolls story or Destiny. I, it just confuses me. All right. We're, we're, we're jam-packed. Let's, let's just get right into the, uh, this episode's rant. And since we're talking about Elder Scrolls, I'm going to bring up an old rant. I'm going to reuse one. I don't care. I can do whatever the hell I want. This is my podcast. I can do what I want. So I'm bitching about their continued usage of loot crates. I've ranted about this before. I'm going to do it again. I don't care. It's uh, ESO 
continues to sell loot crates. I think it's like one of the last games to do this. And basically what the loot crate is, you can buy these crates for X amount of currency uh, in game. So you buy the currency, these crowns, and then you can buy the crates and you have a random chance of winning these items. And each crate unlock gives you five chances to win some item. What ESO does, they hide all their best shit behind these loot crates. So if you want something that's cool, chances are it's going to be a loot crate item that you can't just outright purchase. So you're stuck with that. Usually I don't partake in this. I just, I, I refuse to give money for it, but I am an ESO Plus subscriber. Subscriber, they give you 1,500 crowns per month, which is their in-game cash shop currency. It's like kind of like V-Bucks for Fortnite. So I had like well over 6,000 crowns just sitting there with nothing to buy because you can't buy anything cool in the normal shop. I bought 15 of these crown, 15 of these loot boxes, these crown crates. They call them crown crates. Opened them all up, got shit, got shit, absolute shit. Just a waste of time. I think the, the chance of getting like the really cool horsey or cat that you can ride is like 0.1%. It's something stupid. Anyway, fuck that. It's, it's a horrible practice. I really wish they would get rid of it. I really wish they would allow me to buy the shit I wanted to buy. Cash shops work great in other games. ESO, stop this practice. That's all I got to say about the, that bullshit. You guys a fan of them? No, they're predatory. It's just, it's loot crates are bad for gaming. <laughs> like they really are. It's just disgusting that they hide this stuff in there. Let me have just buy it. Let me buy the damn horse. That's I like the horses. That's what I I collect the horses. I would buy them outright. I'd have no problems. I'd be happy. Ten dollars for a horse, fifteen dollars for a horse. I don't care. Do you rate them by do you rank them by dong size or what? <laughs> that's 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 you know, the higher value ones have bigger dongs. I mean, right? I mean, I thought that was understood. I did get this one. Oh boy, it's a little it's a little rough. It's like almost my pretty pony territory. It's like all sparkly and uh, glowy and shit. I, I can't, I don't even use them. I have one that I've been using since I bought the game. It's this one that like, looks like a devil or demon horse or something. That's what I use. So who cares? Only I care about Elder Scrolls Online. So we're going to move on to Gaming Geek News. Up first, we have some Destiny news. And this is an interesting story because I remember when this happened. Uh, Destiny 2 is, um, I had this written down wrong. Destiny 2 YouTubers, okay, yeah, I had it written down right. I just don't know how to read. Destiny 2 YouTubers sued by Bungie for fake DMCA claims. And I remember this happening to, uh, what's the, the, uh, the guy's name, Victory Aztec Cross? or Yeah, so there's a bunch of well-known YouTubers that got hit by this. So Bife, Aztec Cross. Um... Yeah, I remember he... He posted a video about this. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make YouTube videos anymore because I just got copyright strike. And if you get like three of them on YouTube, they'll shut You're you done. down. Yeah. Yep. And then you have to fight them. Um, and there was a couple lesser known guys that got it. I think Kakis got it and um, M-Tash, who doesn't do a lot of Destiny stuff anymore. But those were four guys that I follow that definitely got it. And you know who else got it? Bungie themselves yes yes isn't that crazy yeah so the here's i and I, I followed all the things but you know what the guy did is you can anybody with anybody in the world if you fill out the paperwork can submit a claim now you have skin in the game in that if you submit 
a fraudulent strike, they can basically block your email address. So what you do is you create a fake email address to submit the thing saying, you know, John Doe Big Dong at Gmail and say there's this strike or there's an issue and it's not the strike is automatic. It's if you get demonetized or basically they kill your channel, then you can have it adjudicated. Well, in the meantime, you're losing a bunch of money. Anyway, this guy didn't like that Bungie actually made a strike against him because he was using their, like, basically just endlessly looping Bungie uh, Destiny music for followers, right? So you'd look it up and say, hey, you know, what's the, what's the opening music this season or the stuff from two seasons ago? And it just looped. And it's one thing if it's incidental and it's in-game, they tend to let that go and not make that a, an issue. So anyway, this was a thing he did, and then he had a strike. So he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go out and do this thing and prove how messed up the system is. So he, he claims he's Robin Hood, but in his own chat and stuff, he's saying, I'm going to go F up people's lives. So it's one thing if he says he's doing the good thing for a good reason, but really... He just being a dick because he can be a dick and people that, you know, were on his discord that see they screenshotted all this stuff. And it was was so it's such a slam dunk that like, you know, he got he sued for millions of dollars. The dude doesn't have he ain't going to have shit like it's it's a big deal is it's going to just shut him down. And so that's uh, that's the, that's the way that played out. And we don't know. I mean, this all was the, the filing happened last week. Uh, maybe it was a week ago, Friday, 10 days ago. But yeah, this guy's toast. He's done. They're suing him for what seven point six million, and I looked up the uh, what they're hitting him with is one hundred fifty thousand for each fake Rod. claim. Yeah, and yep. it was fifty-one fake claim, fake claims. He sent out fifty-one. He created fifty-one email addresses. I think that's right. And basically went to all these different people to to basically sour grapes them because he had a strike for being a douche. And then says, oh, you know, it's, it's unfair. See how messed up the system is? See how easy it was for me to do the thing? Uh, that's kind of like going and shooting up a place and saying, see, look how easy it was for me to get guns. It's, it's the world's fault. Dude, what an asshole. Paul Tassi put an article and he said, I would post what he wrote here, except it sounds like one of those manifestos from guys that go and do that type of stuff. Oh, you know, like I'm gonna make the world a better place and blah blah blah. Like it, it very much sounds like one of those alt right wing gonna blow up the world kind of things. And he's like, I, I, he just was unwilling to post what it is. And he said, trust me, you don't want to read this. But yeah, this is that's what this dude did. Many ways, it's good, it's bad, and that I think if there's one grain of like value in what happened here, is there ought to be a better process to to do this type of thing and mess up people's livelihood. You know, because the process is kind of dumb. Anybody can go do this thing. Come on. Yeah, it's been kind of dumb. Once once uh, someone strikes you or, you know, uh, goes against you, uh, you, have, you have lots of issues. I know like Angry Joe show, he, he was getting slammed with all sorts of things and he can't even make videos like he was reviewing like uh, Star Trek and they were just hammering him every time he reviewed Star Trek. He's like, what the fuck? You know, I'm just, you know, anybody can do reviews. it. Yep. And all his videos were getting demonetized, and he was just like, yep. it's, it's out you, of control. It's a bad system. And it's a private company. You know, it's, the, it's Google. You know, they can do whatever the fuck they want. But I think that it's an example of, come on, guys. Like, I get it. It's your, it's your business. You can do what you want. But at some point in time, 
Yeah, fix uh, it. People are going to go other places if this is what you're going to do. You know, like people can start doing this shit on Twitch instead, right? You can just run your videos on Twitch instead of YouTube. Fuck them. Their whole thing is to have content creators create content for them. And when they start messing with those content creators, yeah, it's, it's kind of a dumb thing. You're kind of fucking with your own product, but whatever. Also, there was another uh, lawsuit with, with Bungie, and they're going against a cheat maker. And so so this won. goes all the way back to fe- February. So again, what we found out is there was a, a filing, and I don't think the, the filing was February, but we found out about it around the time Witch Queen dropped, which was 222. There's a whole bunch of these cheat makers, and you know, if you've ever played PvP, especially against PC people, you're like, that can't be possible. You look and these people have like uh, 100% headshot rate with sniper rifles. I mean, the game has some PvP issues, but it's not that bad. So we know this thing is out there. So there's three or four, excuse me, uh, manufacturers that, that actually make software that overlays. And, uh, and these guys got caught. And so there's, you know, uh, Bungie has three or four of these suits out there. And this was the first one. And uh, I think if I got the numbers right, it was like 2556 or uh, around 2500 downloads of the software. And they got $2,000 per each one. Wow. Which comes out to be $13.5 million. And they settled. So understand the difference between an award and a settlement is uh, an award is, let's say, you know, in our first uh, news point here with the, the fake DCMA, DMCA claims, it's a guy that has his own channel and maybe he has some money or not, but and he loses that suit. And, you know, let's say he gets a $10 million fine. He has, you know, 50 grand in his bank account and nothing but debt beyond that. So maybe they get 50 grand, but really it shuts them down. When there's an, a, a settlement, that means they're going to pay. So Bungie's going to be handed a check for 13.5 million fucking dollars on this cheater shit. So in a way, as much as, you know, we all suffered through it, they're going to pick out just great on this shit. So um, obviously they've pledged to to put that into anti-cheat and um, they have a, you know, they've, they, um, I forget what that's, uh, BattleEye, BattleNet, what is the um, uh, anti-cheat that they, they just implemented? But they're going to use that money to help support the software side of that, where like you, we as individuals using it, but they have to pay for it. So that's what they said they're going to do with it. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because that's a good use of the, the award that they're getting. Going back to the first story, if Destiny, if if Bungie, uh, if if they're suing the YouTuber for $7.5 million, if they get a... 50,000 or 100,000, are they distributing that back to the content creators or are they using that for something else? That's Well, that lawsuit was just filed as opposed to yeah. settled. We don't know yet where that's going to end up, but I would think that's the right thing to do on that one. The problem with the cheat side of this one is like, what do you do? We're all kind of affected by cheaters. They're going to send me a check for $5 because somebody shot me 13 times <laughs> with a sniper rifle. I don't get that. But the the 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever they get out of this poor dude who has no money and it's just a you know a poor douche living in his parents basement you know i i would like to see that go to them or maybe they create a fund to say hey look anybody that gets effed by these things and wants to apply for some type of scholarship or you know something like because they're really good on that kind of shit they're yeah they're pretty they're pretty socialistic and and trying to help people whatever their stuff is so i'm not particularly socialistic but it's good that they are so if they want to help people out you know good for them in other words, Valiant's pocketing that money if he was bunching. 
Like, yeah, if, you. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Bungie, if that 13.5 million is going to the merch store, you're like, oh, that's yeah. more shit we can sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see something like that happen in uh, Call, of, Call of Duty land because, ooh, there were some nasty cheaters in that with that engine owning cheat company. Oh, it was brutal. It wasn't just an overlay. It was aimbot, see through the walls, everything, shoot through walls. It was ridiculous. All right, anyway, moving along. Yeah, we yeah we got a lot of stuff, but that yeah. you know it's some it's some good news. It's you know in many ways, as much as we don't benefit directly, I think it's good for the industry to know that people are like legit going after people as opposed to like you know wagging their finger. You yeah. know. Up next, we have Battlefield 2042, and uh, they've been countering the fact of or countering all the rumors they have about them having just a skeleton crew working on the game and. I don't know. I, I guess I can't believe that people are actually spreading these rumors because I remember seeing this and never believed it for, for a second. There's no way they would kind of like just write off this game so soon. I, I believe it's a game that can be fixed and could be fixed. It's just I think they're dragging their heels fixing it. But that's a whole different thing. I mean, I can understand why a game would you know, scale back and, and cut bait on some of these games. So if it's like a single player game and you're like maybe like six months, eight months later, it might not be worth fixing. Or if you're a small studio, you might not be able to afford it. But Battlefield and EA, they're, it's huge. It's a huge title. Uh, I, I think it can be fixed. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys, what you guys thought about this or... Yeah, I, uh, I mean, speaking of EA, I mean, I'm looking at, remember what happened with Anthem. And that was another huge title that could have been fixed and they didn't. So the fact that they're actually trying gives me a little bit of hope. As you know, I'm I'm a fan of the Battlefield series and you know I've I've actually been enjoying my time in the twenty forty two and they definitely have made significant improvements. Yeah, I wish they'd stop dragging their feet on providing more content, but they are actually making progress in the right direction at least. And I just thought it was interesting because yeah, I don't understand. Apparently these people are spreading the rumors are upset because they don't have teams working on a new Mirror's Edge or a new Star Wars Battlefront or even whatever the next Battlefield is going to be. So they're definitely not going to be putting out another Battlefield title anytime soon. So that's silly right there. And then Star Wars Battlefront, the first one was okay. The, the original ones were good. The first one was good of the remake in 2016, 2017, whenever that came out. That one was pretty good. The second one that came out wasn't as good, I thought. I don't think I don't see a reason that people are wanting Mirror's Edge over Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. That's nowhere near the uh, the, the same level title. I mean, you figure Battlefield's a cornerstone for that company. It's huge, and it's not like we're at a point where the game is completely destroyed. I just don't get how they don't have teams working on the maps and how they can't change it faster. It just it baffles me. It just I don't understand. That would have been one of the first things I started correcting. Once I decided that, okay, these maps need to be changed, get, get to work. How long does it take to to actually change the layout of a map? And I guess it takes a while, but even if you throw it out and you have to like adjust it later, I mean, it's just... I, I think even you mentioned um, last week or last time that, uh, you know, just lift and shift the battle, the maps from the old ones. People like them. And that's what they did for a little bit. They had a mode that would let you play uh, the 2042 gear and characters and stuff. But on the old Battlefield, uh, was it Battlefield 3, Bad Company 2, and 1942 maps? Yeah, the one thing my uh, kid pointed out to me that 
the other ones just don't have is the destruction level. And I, I just like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's not like Battlefield Bad Company 2. I remember you could pretty much level the entire map. And I mean, mm. I guess it, it is what it is with this game. You can do some stuff, but I mean, that doesn't change or anything. I, but when someone was saying there was just a skeleton crew working on this, I'm like, are you stupid? Like, are you really that dumb? Like, it's now, no, it's, I could see if it was another title or if it was a smaller company, but now it's, this is, this is one of the big titles, the big gaming titles. They got to fix this and, and they will. It's just a shame that it's taken them so long. And, it's a continued thing with Battlefield. Battlefield Five was the same way. Yeah, but I don't think these these kind of rumors come up just against uh, you know EA and Dice. I mean, you got CD Projekt Red. You know, people are always saying, "Oh, there's nobody working on you know Cyberpunk anymore." I guarantee you, there's <laughs> there's a big fucking team trying to create that game still and make that you know a a worthwhile game to play. They're still pumping out updates to that. You can say the same thing about you know. Bungie, you could say the same thing about, you know, 343, you know, all these companies that, you know, we're in a different environment now with, uh, you know, the workplace being remote for most parts, you know, and it's, there's a different development cycle, I think, in a lot of these games now that, you know, we're still trying to figure out as, you know, as an industry in the gaming industry is like, how do we work? How do we create this content in a remote environment still without pulling everybody back? I mean, some places are moving towards, you know, pulling those people back in. Because there is that creative juices that can flow, you know, once you get in the, the same space, you know, physically with somebody and working next to them, opposed to when you're, you know, working remotely. But it's it's a changing world right now, and we gotta we gotta manage our expectations of what they can do until we get to a better spot. But I don't think it's it's definitely not just EA and Dice that are getting this whole oh they only have a skeleton crew. There's a bunch of you know developers and you know programmers out there that are working their asses off for these games and we just don't see it so well first off uh there's a lot of creative juices at grg staff meetings uh and (laughs) second off uh programmers all suck they always blame the network and i've been fighting them for many years um preach (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of 343 i mean might as well just roll right into that uh you were talking they're bleeding talent and uh, exploring microtransactions in the Master Chief Collection, which I don't play. I, I, I pl- I'm playing uh, Halo Infinite when I do play. Not often. Not as often as I like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a problem with 343. I'm not saying that they're working in a skeleton staff at all, but they're definitely losing some high-end talent. They're losing a lot of the lead designers and stuff like that. Um, over like the last six months, they've lost quite a bit of big names from 343. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the normal development cycle that, okay, they finished this giant project they've been working on for, you know, years and they, they want to move on to something else. Or, you know, if there's something else going on behind the scenes, you know, like the, the whole Juneteenth thing was somebody let go behind the scenes, but they just said they resigned out front because of that. Um, but yeah, they've lost people. Um, let's see. The most recent is a six year veteran of the Halo and he, he was a multiplayer team, uh, lead member. Uh, let's see, what was his name? Uh, forget. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, there's other, you know, they've lost a lot of other, um, leads like Jerry Hook was a big loss for them. He was the infinite head of design. They lost him in May. Andrew Witz, uh, was a lead multiplayer design. He left and, uh, lead narrative designer, Aaron Lind. He left, uh, back in January, February, I think. So, I mean, they're losing a lot of the top end guys, but I mean, I, I, hopefully there's other guys that are behind the scenes that we just don't know that are stepping up to fill those roles as these guys move on to different projects. 
when people report this, I always think that like, okay, say you were working on Halo Infinite, what was that in development for like five years, uh, probably from start to finish maybe? Uh, maybe at the end of that five years, you you completed your project and now you're in maintenance mode and you want to go and head up something new. So I, I guess I can understand why people come and go. Hopefully they backfill behind that. That's another game that needs needs a bit of help. It's it's a shame. Um, I, I want to play Halo more, but I, it, it's just missing missing the content and it's missing Forge and it's just hurts. Yeah, and unfortunately, the roadmap is not getting better the further on and we're going for that game. Uh, things are definitely seem to be being pushed a little further about, and there's a couple things. I, I know that uh, the 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 co-op should be coming out, I think, soon. Um, I know that they were doing a beta for that, I think. Like, how are we at this point in beta? <laughs> how is this not included? I... It should have been something day one that should have been included. Yeah. Like all the previous Halos had that day one. I understand there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different that you have to treat the AI differently because I know watching some of the earlier Halo games, as they were talking about the, the co-op, they have to really redesign the uh, enemy's AI uh, to be able to focus on different targets and multiple targets and when they need to shift and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, and with an open world that Infinite is in the, the campaign mode, you know, you got guys all over the place. So, you know, I, I understand where the, the burden is on that. It's just unfortunate it didn't come with it when it came out. But it was something that came with all the other Halos. So it should have been something that you would include day one. Like it should have been on there. Like goals to complete should have been co-op. Yeah. And along with that, I mean, Forge should have been a day one drop. And that would have alleviated a lot of people's complaints about the content in the game. Because if you gave Forge to people, they would have created their own maps. They would add their own, you know, amount of content that they could just keep pumping out. And unfortunately, Forge wasn't there either. And that's that. <laughs> it seems like it's getting pushed too. So oh, I know, I know. I mean, they just started showing some of the um, the early concepts for Forge, and I I seen a few videos on it. Not that I can do anything. I can create a box, but other people are more talented and they can actually create good maps. And I played a lot of Forge maps that are very, very good. And a lot of game types that were very, very odd and a lot of fun like to play on, on a you know, customs night. And one of the other things with 343 is that, you know, where Bungie is succeeding with Destiny and the live the live gaming content that they're doing, you know, with the you know, constantly pumping out new content. They didn't. Three four three came out and said, "I don't think we're expecting any uh, download content for the campaign until 2025." At this point, so I'm like, "That's not a live gaming service if if you're not supporting the the campaign <laughs> like Bungie and other games are doing." One, I'm like, "That's all right." Speaking of games that need to get their shit together, I'm gonna transition over to Call of Duty. Uh, season four is out, and it's called Mercenaries of Fortune, and I'm out. I'm not buying the battle pass for this. I didn't finish the last battle pass. I'm not going to do this one. The skins are just ugly. Vanguard skins and stuff like that are ugly. I mean, regardless, we're getting two new weapons, and everybody has access access to them. You get the Marco Five submachine gun and the UGM Eight light machine gun. Whatever, don't care. They also gave you a new map. Uh, they're replacing Rebirth Island. And the new map is called Fortune's Keep. It's kind of a similar thing, but I think it's a bit larger than Rebirth. But it's a Rebirth-style map. It's smaller than the main Warzone map. I played this once, but uh, Rebirth and 
fortune's keep is full of sweaty tryhards. And if you're not running like 100 miles an hour, shooting, jumping things at the same time, you're just, you're just not going to win. What else have they done? They have updated the Caldera map. They did some landscaping. They, they sprayed some Roundup around the map. Now 50% of the vegetation is gone, which is a nice change because you can actually see people as they're running through the forest and the trees. Before, it was like, you know, this jungle was crazy. You couldn't see anything. They also copy and pasted a storage town from Verdansk and dumped it into Caldera, pretty much in the same location. It's like almost in the same spot. It's really kind of odd. So they put that in there and they, they needed it because the northern end of Caldera map didn't really have many lootable spots. So this adds an extra point of interest. Uh, so it's nice to see they're actually working on it. Why it's taking so long for these updates is beyond me. I mean, this is they, they literally took Storage Town, copy and pasted it from Verdansk and dropped it right in. It, I know why. Why? It's because they had to reinstall Verdansk and that was like 100 gigs. <laughs> yeah, it's 100 gigs. Takes a while. That bitch is huge. <laughs> I'm over it. Like, I'll play once in a while uh, when some of the guys gets on, get, gets on, but we played the other night, and I, I had to quit after this one match. Uh, Beers winds up shooting somebody, breaks their armor. I throw a grenade at the guy. I hit him, but didn't kill him. So I charge the, the enemy. I start shooting him with my SMG. I'm hitting him. Hit marker, hit marker, hit marker, hit marker. Next thing you know, I die. What the hell? I'm watching the kill cam. This guy starts the engagement with 50% health. I have full shields, full health. I die. And I'm hitting him, and his health never drops. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I mean, this, I'm out. I can't, I can't do it. When I can't trust that my shots are hitting, they're supposed to be hitting, and things are working like they're supposed to be working, I'm just done. I mean, it's a AAA title. Go fuck yourself. Get this shit fixed. Did you load the right ammo? Oh, <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, it was just like, it was just bad. I don't know. It's, it, it, it can be frustrating. It's Call of Duty, so that's what that is. We're not going to dwell on it. We're going to move on. We got Fall Guys up next. And I meant to download this. I have not. Uh, Selden, I think you played this? Yeah, I played a, I played a probably a couple hours worth of it uh, just because, you know, it was such a phenom a couple years ago when it released on PlayStation. And, like, it was uh, exclusive on the PlayStation console for two years, I think is what they had locked down for. But, you know, everybody was out there playing it. I was like, hey, you know, I got to find out what this is because I didn't have a PlayStation at the time that uh, I could play it. And so it, it dropped, it released on all platforms. It released on all the Xboxes, all the PlayStations, uh, PC, and the Wii. Or not the Wii, the Switch, sorry. Um, and so it, it, it was just, a, it was a huge drop, and it went free for all to play. So uh, it was just, uh, it was an amazing 48 hours. They hit up to 20 million users in that first 48 hours, which is, I mean, that's a huge freaking hit for a game if, to get 20 million users. And it's, uh, you know, it's that marketplace where everybody wants to buy a costume. So I'm sure they made a fucking shit ton of money on that game. Oh, yeah. In that oh, first yeah. 48 hours. So that's what you want. You get that big hit and then you sell a little thing. Three dollars for a skin, four dollars oh. for a skin. Boom. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really it's it's really like a mini game from like a Roblox that it seems like it's just it's they're basically just like five or six rounds of, you know, obstacle course that you're running through and, you know, you got 60 guys and it's elimination as you go through. And, uh, you know, there's finally a guy at the end that wins it all. So, you know, it's, it's a good, you know, it's like, a, it's almost like a phone game. It's a throwaway game where you could just get on, you know, and chill for a couple uh you know, minutes, play a few games and then just move on to something else. So 
I would literally hate this game. <laughs> I'd fire it up playing. I'd be like, fuck this. I'm out. I'll be the first one out. I've seen the videos for it. It's just it is not for me. There's no guns. You need to shoot people. Yeah, it's definitely more of like a party game. Like you have to get like you and like five or six buddies and just be drunk as hell playing it. And you'd have fun at that point, maybe. Yeah. Valiant should try it. He should try something new. I don't think my Xbox would work. (laughs) (laughs) His Xbox would be like, what the hell? This is not the right game. (laughs) I went to boot up Netflix the other day and it had some kind of like hemorrhage. And I was (laughs) was like, like, what? I'm using Netflix. I had to uninstall and reinstall or something and i'm like what all right well, i think we're uh, wrapping up the gaming news right there we'll we'll, we'll transition over to tv and movies because uh i know one of the topics well, two of the topics are going to go go for a while so for, i'll start it off with uh westworld season four episode one i'm not sure if you guys watch this show i do and i'm not actually sure why i watch this show i don't understand what's going on i'm hoping they get to a point sooner or later and it, with now we're starting four se- the fourth season, and I still don't have any idea. Like I am just lost, and I watch it. Well, they got some boobies in it, so I watch it because of that. <laughs> so, so I watch this show too. But what's funny is I go and I, I click on it because I'm like, wait, where did I leave off? I thought did I finish? Like, so this is one of my failings: is any show that doesn't drop all at once. I'm like shuffling around some shows and I guess I forget that I still have one to, to watch. And so I'm only on season three, episode eight. Um, I had like 10 minutes left in seven and then I was on season uh, oh. episode eight. So I don't think it's what, 10 or 12 per season. I don't remember. Yeah. So let's, let's assume it's 12, but I'm, I'm like four or five episodes behind the last season, but that's what happens when it drops weekly. I'll run out of shows one time I'm watching it and then I'm like, I got to go through my cycle and I totally missed it. So, you know, I'm, I'm a few episodes behind, but I liked season three better than season two. Um, but season one was amazing. Season one was the, like of that show was just mind blowing. And no matter what, they're going to have some catch up to do because that season one was just so fucks with your head the whole way through. And not, you know, staying away from spoilers, it just works. All the other things, now we get to a more linear story because it has to follow time, you know, to a degree. I don't know about that because what I'm watching now, it's... I I know. There's some things that I saw in teasers and I'm like, wait a minute. You know, what's real and what's not. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the mind fuckedness of it. I mean, that's what I like about these shows because I like to think I can figure it out. And the best part is when I think I have it figured out and I'm completely wrong. That's what's good about the show. And I think that's why you like it, too. You like the fact that I have to go online and like have people explain it to me because I'm a big (laughs) dummy, you know. (laughs) No, but you like that. It's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then what? What what just happened? That's what you you, I think that's what you you like, that kind of mind fuckery of the like the sci fi part of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is like the same as Lost. And I was a sucker. I watched every episode of Lost, you know, hoping that one day they'll wrap it up correctly and lost didn't and i got a feeling this show won't but (laughs) i wonder i wonder right well one of the things that was sucky about lost is that early on you know they had those 24 episode seasons which was all that filler shit right there's like 12 episodes that go somewhere and 12 episodes that are like some mental hospital in the future that means jack shit about what's really going on now yeah you know so I, i think what's good about westworld is they don't waste a minute it's just like there's a lot going on everywhere and there's not 
really like, oh, hey, we're going to go from A to B and then back to A and make sure this person talks to that person. No, it's a fucking the whole shit's moving along and it's a you know, it's a it's a lot all at once. And uh, I always like that. I mean, that show and definitely bloody and titties. So, you know, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. could you go wrong? Well, let's talk about a show that's not bloody and doesn't have titties. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, he's got some space boobies. That'd be great. I'd be all for that. Like in the Katina with some space boobies. Come on. Or, you know, three of them or something. Kind of like yeah. uh, Total Recall. Like, whatever. You know? All right. Like, Before on. you nerds start getting all crazy about Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm going to uh, uh, give it my thoughts real fast. And you, know, you go ahead and take your dump yeah. and we'll try to wipe it off. I got to go. So, all right. So, this is why I suggested someone. I said, uh, Go YouTube the first five episodes and just YouTube the Darth Vader parts. Watch that. Then watch the sixth episode. And then you'll save yourself five hours and you'll actually kind of enjoy it. You know what? I'm really disappointed about this show because I was hoping Obi-Wan was going to be it. There's going to be the Star Wars show that turned it around from the other shows. I was expecting better from this. And I'm kind of repeating myself from the last episode, but it's bad lazy writing bad acting and just the complete lack of common sense i i want to go to hollywood and just be the common sense person so when they have like the writing room i want to be like no that's stupid your laser gate that they they could walk around that why would they open this up why would they you can walk around the laser gate why just be that person you couldn't take their you know, your ship that's stuck on the ground over the hill. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah, I get, you know, I, I want to be the guy to be the common the sense, yeah. the common sense writer and just say, no, you're stupid. This is stupid. Stop. Stop doing stupid things. I reckon land a ship. Everybody has a ship. You just take the ship. I mean, it's not like it's a dome, right? Like, yeah. 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 So the final episode was really good. There, there were still some parts in there and like, you can take Reva and just, ejector from the show you could take leah and some just people some people show. loved her because she yeah has, some people are stupid you know. too but i don't care about those people <laughs> the uh the battle the fight scene between vader and obi-wan kenobi and that's the obi-wan i wanted to see from the fucking get-go the badass obi-wan kicking ass and that battle between him and vader was awesome excellent all right, okay, go you, ahead. You finish your your spiel and let me let I'm me give done. you the fanboy. All right, all right. I'm, I'm gonna give you the fanboy shit. We needed a story arc for him. If he started off, if Obi-Wan did, as the same Obi-Wan that just beat the fuck out of Vader and cut his fucking arms and legs off, then we'd have no story. We needed some ability to get him from where he was to where he was, you know, the super old guy when he met Luke, right? And we need a, a redemption arc to get there, not just a point A to point B. So, of course, he had to have something to overcome, and that was he lost his skills. He's dealing with the grief of losing his best friend, his brother, right? For lack of a better term, um, that's how he felt about Anakin. Not and just his result- brother, his whole family. Right, it was All everything. the Jedi. Well, of course, but I mean, the he's dealing with the grief of that, and they really, that came to a head in episode six. So if that comes to a head, it means that's part of the story arc. So yes, there's technical problems along the way. There was plot holes that people had early on, but they were all resolved in plots in uh, series episode six. So I think there there was a lot of things going on, and I think it really did come together. If you said, hey, you know, from a, you know, there's plenty of things that could be tightened up. There were things that didn't make sense. Why did we do this? But isn't that every like pick any action movie? I mean, like, why did it go from A to B back to A when they could right. just 
state time out want to be no no stop stop time out obi-wan hides leia in a fucking trench coat as they walk back walk by a garrison of stormtroopers uh, leia is, is what like she's like 30 pounds soaking wet they could have put her in a fucking cart and pushed her like no i mean this was like the worst thing i've ever seen i wanted to throw my remote through the goddamn tv well, no, they, no, they, there's, they, I'm not they, accepting that. I'm not, I'm not accepting that. I'm sorry. Well, they, were, they were going to let better. him go. Remember, they were going to let him go anyway. Oh, so they, that, they, they, they do it every time. And, and okay. <laughs> and spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. At the end of the episode, episode six. No, no, wait, you're going to say something about episode six? Don't do that. I, I, wait, he, I, I got it. I mean, okay. At this point, everybody's seen it that should have. If, seen it. if okay, you yeah, haven't seen totally it, if yes, skip I ahead, care. skip ahead, Turn yeah, off. a minute or two. Yeah, he has Vader beat. Why didn't yep. he fucking run the the lightsaber through him? Kill him, finish him off. You know how bad he is, how evil he is. He's killing innocent people. So he, just by that, he's an accomplice to Vader killing thousands of people. He could have ended them right there. I mean, I, obviously, Vader survives, and we have Star Wars A New Hope, but... He was never, ever going to be able to kill Vader. He just could dumb. never it's do dumb. it. It's dumb. Dumb. Especially after he can see Anakin's face in there. No yeah. fucking way. No fucking way is he going to be able to do it. And that's part of the his, his issue, is he's finally getting able to deal with, if you'll forgive the term that I've used again, his demons, as it relates to his own development related to how he feels about the loss of anakin and like what he himself did to anakin he also cannot kill him the same way that like when he gets to the end he it I should say when we say the end when we get to a new hope when we get to a new hope he possibly could have but you know what let's phrase this a different way somebody is out there and he kills 30 kids you're gonna feel bad and not put a bullet in this person I mean, Anakin went in and no, killed all I, the younglings, cut them in half. Hey, I cut younglings in half. Would you kill your, only would only you, some of them because Reba survived. Um, but, would you kill your brother, <laughs> Lala, if he did that? I would. I, he's Well, Anakin's not his brother, but you would. I mean, you know he's No, but he considers him his brother. So, But at the same point, like, he is Darth Vader's evil. 100%, you know, he's, he's just pure evil. He's, he's space Hitler. Yeah, you, at that point, you'd have to. Actually, he's like ninety eight percent evil. Vader fell for the same the same flaw in his character because he didn't finish Obi when he was buried under rocks. Like he just assumed. Yes. He, I'm like, come yes. on, you know that he's got the force; he can hold those rocks up. You don't just walk away from dumping a bunch and, of rocks on a guy. And he would be able to sense he's not dead, right? Yeah. You can feel the force yeah. flowing through him, right? Right. So I I, I agree. There's some of those issues, but I think the idea, the concept was that they we needed um obi-wan to have that that conflict it couldn't be like that we had to see obi-wan's true redemption arc picking up the rocks all that shit we had to see that so that's what the 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 plot served right it wasn't you know it's less about the technical stuff to get us to that point but that's really what we had to see yeah but i I think it was just weak weak writing because we knew where they needed to end up because of the new hope coming afterwards that yeah, there's, it, but the writing was weak in them. I love seeing that lightsaber battle. That was that took me back to when I was like what seven, eight years old when I saw you know in the original theaters and stuff like that. It was a yep. great scene, but it's it was I thought it was just weak in how they just the, you knew where it was going to end up, but the way that they wrote it was just kind of you could have done better somehow. 
Well, it was like, well, wait a minute. Neither one of these guys can die, right? right. Because they can't. But how are we going to separate the shit? Like the planet falls apart or something. But instead, yes, Obi-Wan walks away. But I think the what they're telegraphing to us is that he, he one, he knew he won. He just can't kill him. And that sucks from a, like a, an objective point of view watching like, why didn't you finish him off? Who would have saved the universe? <laughs> um, but obviously we know he can't die. So yeah, I wish they, to your point, Lala, I wish they'd come up with a better reason or more of a reason. Yes. I can't feel like I, I could chase after him, but there's a huge chasm in the planet or some shit. Um, and then it, we can kind of lean on that, but yeah. Yeah. So with, you know, since we spoiled everything, let's just, you know, make sure that people skip this section and, now it's safe to listen. Now it's safe to listen again. We're not going to spoil anymore from his point on. And Lala's still muted. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to go on about the Reva thing, but well, yeah, we'll just, well, we'll spoil it. Fuck it. We're going to go continue spoilers. <laughs> we can stop. We can stop. Ah, whatever. They can just suck it. You know, um, she's a youngling that was survived Order 66. And. She grows up with her plan to, to I guess, uh, kill Vader, and part of that is become an inquisitor and and maim and kill hundreds of people. Who knows how many people she killed? She cuts off that one woman's hand in the episode, mm-hmm. and then she goes after little boy Luke and family, and they 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 hold hold him off. They do a uh, Alamo scene there. They're going to defend the the moisture farm instead of running away because who knew if there was going to be a garrison of soldiers coming after him? Whatever beside the point beside the point we had the fight uh she goes to kill luke and then changes her mind and like obi-wan's like oh you're a good person now no you just killed like hundreds of people like, fuck <laughs> off with that shit like sorry like no no oh I, it just drives me nuts so now she's gonna have her own show right that's the next thing is the reva show and we we don't know if she's killed hundreds of people she might just have helped the Empire kill hundreds of people. It's different. Yeah, oh, it's different. So now we got a Reva show. And and like I really wish that Disney wouldn't springboard the next show from the current show. And they always seem to do this. And whatever. I'm just being a whiny nerd about this. I wow. did like the the final episode. Overall. Overall. Like the, the Vader Obi-Wan scenes I like. Yep. And then like I said, YouTube the other Vader stuff and then skip the rest of the show because I thought it was trash other than that. I'm just surprised Disney didn't drop Baby Yoda Go- Grogu into the fight somehow. Yeah, I know they missed a good <laughs> right. opportunity to promote more merchandising. This is before Baby Yoda. Baby, well, I guess Baby Yoda still be born, right? I mean, aren't, aren't the Yodas like? Don't they live to like a thousand? He's years? fifty in the Mandalorian, and right? We so, figured, yeah, yeah. And he was he was a youngling and being trained. And he somehow got escaped. Oh, and, so and he would have been memory. Under. Yeah, he was yeah. alive during Order sixty six. Because that was one of the flashbacks in uh, in Mando. Actually, it was that was in Boba Fett, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was in Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they could have dropped him in there. It was when he was training with Luke. But here's the thing: I think that we'd all agree on if you're going to make a spinoff, if you could find a way to make it, you know, have some because they have to have like a good guy. But like, we've when have we ever gotten a true like bad guy, bad guy? Like, we can have tragic heroes. We we can have the follow the bad guy. When have we gotten a full dark side or at least empire side story? Right? They could make it anthology, right? You know, this freaking stormtrooper, you know, decided to leave, or this stormtrooper got a good flight pilot job or some stupid shit. But more chance to see Vader. 
because I think we ever we would all tune in. At least us old folks would tune in and watch Vader every time. Well, I'm waiting for uh, Matt, the radar technician TV show to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was the funniest Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> uh, actually, that's a pretty good sitcom. Do like a like a sci-fi sitcom aboard the, the, the Death Star. <laughs> the below decks, but on yeah. the uh, Death Star. Like, yeah, like <laughs> their version of Seinfeld on the Death Star, you know. <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember the name. There was a uh, YouTube series of, like, the Death Star janitors. That oh, it, it followed the life of these two, like, janitors. And it was just so funny how they worked it within the uh, the Death Star. It was it was a pretty good series. <laughs> I'll have to look it up and see what it was. And Luke murdered him. He's a, he's a mass murderer, too. Or- like father, like son. Yes, well, you, you remember that the uh, stormtroopers were shooting each other at when the at the end of uh, what we might call Episode Six, right? Return of the Jedi. We heard the 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 uh, blasters going off. The only people on there is Luke and the Imperials, right? They're shooting each other, so maybe they shot their own janitors. I guess it was Episode Five of Obi Wan. Speaking of shooting. When the stormtroopers, like there's like a hundred stormtroopers charging like the little rebel group or whatever they were, not even, <laughs> and, and they're the standing hallway. on top of each other. Yeah, they're on top of each other. <laughs> and they're and like, like going no, down the hallway, single file, right? And no one's shooting each other, but they're literally five feet apart. It's like, oh my God. Uh, I can't, I just let it go. Let it go. Uh, yeah. I, let it go. It, breathe but, deep. All right. Let's speak about a good TV show. Cause I had, you guys, anything else? Nah, we're good. I, we can move on. Yeah, I'm good. YouTube episode. One through five Vader scenes. Watch episode six. Thank me later. All right, moving on to an actual good show that has good writing, good acting, and it's just overall incredible. The Boys. Episode, I don't even, what episode is this? I don't even know, but it was called Hero Gasm. Holy fucking hell. This is like six. <laughs> I think that was six. Hero uh, yeah, episode six, and oh my lord, Hero Gasm. I, I want to go to Hero Gasm. Hell yeah. Uh, if that if that wasn't a warning to like get the kids out of the room, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, they they had like a pre warning. They said, "Hey, you know, uh, no humans were hurt while doing this. Uh, don't yeah. try this at home." Everybody <laughs> was consenting, but let's face it, they're all fucking crazy. <laughs> and they said, "Like this, <laughs> this is not adequate for anybody. <laughs> like this is just bad for everybody." Oh my! Right. Parental warning, but also you know, warning for humans. So yes. the, I feel bad for poor Mother's Milk, the big black guy. He, he really liked his jacket. And oh, my God, he got oh, whitewashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. I was like, oh. He gets a little something on it, and then he gets a whole lot of something on whole, it, too. He got, he got doused. Oh, my Lord. That was horrible. So, yeah. So Hero Gasm is a giant orgy scene with all the superheroes and they're just getting it on. And it's about as freaky and as nasty as it can be. And holy shit, this show does not hold back. They don't pull punches. They go for it. Whatever crazy shit you can think of. Like, hey, and I guarantee you that's can you imagine being in the pitch room? Hey, what if this guy's like has a penis so long it's like a snake and it wraps around <laughs> people and like you know sticks in you know their the, the head and people's faces and whatever? Like, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Like, w- tell me your craziest idea and we can have that. Like, oh god, that was the shit that was in there. Isn't that part of Mister Fantastic's story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the deep with his little like a uh, uh, fleshlight. <laughs> well, the yeah, the the squid. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh god! Your I mean, legs go on forever. 
I like the fact that too that they try to keep the the powers, I guess, realistic. So like when Huey teleports, she's like they decided only organic matter would go, and that's why he, he gets naked all the time. And I think that's pretty funny. And he gets in the fight scene at the end. They had a great fight scene. They finally get some action going. Something I was like, I kind of want to see a little bit more of. I wish they would show a little bit more. And I understand. You wanted to see Huey do the helicopter. I know. Yes, but- I want to see the helicopter, like you know, beat Homelander with his helicopter. But um. You, you kind of want to see them do like some missions or do some stuff. They always talk about it, but they never do it. And I guess these characters are more just celebrities than they are actual superheroes. Uh, I understand that. But anyway, so we finally get a good fight scene here. We have uh, Homelander and um, Soldier Boy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, my God. Um, Butcher. Butcher um, and Huey. Huey. They, they get into a fight. If Huey's fighting them naked, I'm like, oh, Jesus. But that was a pretty good fight scene. That was pretty intense. For sure. I, I can't wait to see the next episode. I, I absolutely love this show. This show is fantastic. This is this is a quality show. What's the guy's name? Is it Anthony? Who's the, the uh, Homelander? I do not know. Uh, he's um, awesome. Well, they've already been talking about him for an Emmy nomination. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> because he is... Uh, it's, it's, he's plays such an amazing like Darth, La- Darth Vader level bad guy. It's just, he's such an amazing, like, he's fucking crazy. I mean, he's fucking crazy. And it's like, he gives zero fucks. He's like, you know what? You don't like what I said? I'm just going to kill you. Or worse, I'm going to kill the people that you care about, so you do what I say. Like, that's some fucked up shit. Yeah, our last podcast, we were talking about him. We are comparing him to Joffrey from Game of Thrones. How he was such an incredible bad guy. Joffrey was just next level. And... that's our he, Homelander is next it, he level. He does that shit, right? He does some shit like, there's like, oh, I'm going to just kill you. That's bad. But I'm going to kill everybody you know, or I'm going to threaten to kill your family, and I'm just going to kill a couple of them to prove I'm, I'm serious. And there's nothing they can do about it, because he's nothing. Superman. He's Superman. He can do where the fuck he wants. And he knows it. <laughs> he's just playing a game. He's just out there fucking around. Uh, I, there's a couple of good one-liners in there. Like, um, when soldier boy goes to him, nice cape. Oh yeah. <laughs> My favorite was when, uh, they were talking about Bill Cosby. He's like, yeah, Bill Cosby's dad of the, dad of the year. He made some really strong <laughs> drinks. drinks. <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my, I was oh my rolling. God. So Bill oh Cosby God. was trying to roofie him, but that was, <laughs> Oh, oh my God. I yeah, great show, great show. It does. And I mean that that show is uh is hedonism at its best. Like uh if if you want to pick uh a, you know like hey look you really don't want to watch the show but you want to pick an episode where there's lots of boobies and you're just gonna mute it, have it on in the background or whatever, that's the one you want to look for because it's like it's all fucking boobies. You gotta watch the show. Just just watch it from start. You should, and, and... You should be yeah. If if you haven't watched any, you're in for a treat. Watch from the beginning, and your your jaw will be on the floor the whole fucking time. You're like, yep. what? And it just gets crazier and crazier, and you're like, what the fuck? What did I just yeah. watch? Yeah, it's just amazing how they can keep raising the bar in what the show is each week. It's just like, come on, I can't believe they went there again. They did that again. Oh my god! And they don't even like stoop to like just lame jokes or lame bullshit. Like it's just it's very well written, acted. The, the storyline's good. It's 
It's well, on, it's actually it got me from the very first episode. You guys might not remember that the first episode was when Huey's first girlfriend got atomized by a train. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be an action thing. I hear it's a little bit different. And what? <laughs> He's just holding her hands and she's like nothing. <laughs> This is a superhero movie I thought I was going to (laughs) watch. So it was from that moment on, it's like there's no time to catch your breath. Ever. No. Ever. Like from that moment to this one, there's never a time like, oh, it's okay. Full reset. Okay, we're good. All right. It's just like, like, thank goodness. Imagine if they're all dropped at once. They'd need a whole bunch of people would have heart attacks. (laughs) All right, I think we'll wrap it up with the next show. We have The Umbrella Academy. That came out on Netflix. And I guess they Netflix is still doing the binge stuff, so that all the episodes are released for that. I have not watched this, but then again... They lost you in the second second season. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it was whatever. I, I was crazy about it. Uh, have you guys watched it so far? The new, new season? I, I binge watched the whole thing. Either guy, you guys watch it? I watched the first episode, and the reason I like the Umbrella Academy along with the boys is because it's that anti-hero superhero movies, you know, the show. that These aren't your top-of-the-line superheroes. These aren't your, you know, pristine, no-do-no-wrong superheroes. They all have their own issues. So it's just it's refreshing to watch something so based, you know. In more of a reality of a of what a superhero would be, rather than just this supreme being type thing. I'd put this one and Doom Patrol in the same category. I'd put the boys in a little bit different category because the heroes are actually bad, as opposed to both the um, Doom Patrol and the Umbrella Academy. They're actually like the bad news bears, right? They're they're all just shit shows in every single way possible, but somehow. They come together and they get the job done. And I think that that's the human thing. That's part of the story that we like is that like we all can be our own shit show at times, right? There's times when we're awesome, but more often than not, our lives feel like a fucking mess. And I think that's where we identify again. I'm, I'm getting all fucking cerebral on this shit, but um, yeah, a couple beers in, I guess I get more intellectual. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> or you think. I think I'm a smart, smart person. <laughs> I, I really smart. I, I was so, so good, man. It was so good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think that's what draws me to those two shows in particular, because it just is so weird. But in addition, the characters are just huge fuck-ups but somehow they pull their shit together when it matters and it really makes a it makes for a a bigger delta between where they are and the awesome thing as opposed to superman's always awesome and he does an awesome thing so what there's like a you know he does one inch better or it's like wow you did the thing we thought you were gonna do great you know where it's kind of different when you're like there's no way these guys are gonna be able to do it and some of the shows they don't they fail like yeah. that makes it a more interesting story, whether it be again Umbrella Academy, Doom Patrol, same kind of thing, where they fuck up so much that you're like, oh my god, are they gonna e-? like? It's possible they're not gonna be able to do it. Well, that's a, one of the issues I have with uh, a, a lot of the Marvel stuff and a lot of these types of shows, where the heroes or the main characters have nothing to overcome. They are perfect from the get go. There's no struggle. There's no 
story from them starting off as a, as a weaker person growing as a character, as a stronger, whether it's physical or mentally stronger. It's just this See, person's perfect from the get go. Okay. So you don't watch Marvel stuff. Got it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, don't. I, I do not. No, trust I mean, me. that's, that's like the entire story between like the first Iron Man. That's the Thor story. You know, he's all full of himself. He has to grow and learn to be modest and accept other people. Hulk kind of starts out with, you know, thinking he has to be alone and finding out he can be part of a team. It, it and I think I what I I can put a redirect on Lala's point in that we expect that to happen. Where in literally some of these shows, the person we think might be the the good guy either dies, becomes a bad guy, or isn't the one that saves the day. So there's there's a I mean, I think that not knowing they're going to do it like Thor. We know he's going to turn it around. Iron Man. We know he's going to turn it around. He'll get the show's fucking called Iron Man. What he's going to get to the end and he's going to die. Well, maybe once, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oops, but shit. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I just look at it that, you know, like the shows like the boys doom patrol and the umbrella Academy, these care these are very flawed. I mean, like extremely flawed characters that by themselves are just, completely broken as you know people right right and and, and somehow like they very, pull their shit together <laughs> very self-interested because a lot of these guys again even you know whether it be you know thor or or iron man if we're going to do that comparison you know tony stark was was self-interested but he was more of just not interested he needed a purpose these guys they think they want to be heroes think of doom patrol right they want to be heroes or they kind of want to do the, the the right thing but they just can't get out of their own way. <laughs> um, I think that it's just so it's we're exploring a different part of their, if you will, humanity, even though maybe they're not human that I think it, it does definitely appeals to us. Is this the kind of like the next development and, you know, maybe 10 years from now or, or less, we're like, okay, we've seen every version of superhero. We're ready to move on to, you know, whatever the next, I, is, I, I want us to, to, to well, first change topics first of all uh thor the only good thor movie was thor ragnarok that was fantastic my favorite marvel movie ever has it hell I, no i just thought it was hilarious it was so funny i thought it was just a funny movie it was a comedy um the boys yeah. and an umbrella fact about umbrella factory Bella, umbrella <laughs> academy um they're both comic books they're adult comic books like written for more mature audiences so i think that's the big difference is where they had the material and, and the direction to be more of an adult theme show uh same with like the walking dead like that wasn't like a kid comic like it was an adult comic uh there was the storylines in the comic was was geared towards you know adults or versus like you read something like x-men or avengers it's it's a whole different style story which i'm not knocking because i collected comics as a kid uh, x-men were my favorite but i think we're at the point where uh, superhero movies are the big thing because what movie topped a billion dollars so far? Uh, Top Gun, right? Yeah. So, so I, I think we're finally at the point of of being oversaturated with Star Wars, with superheroes, and see other things. Like I'm ready to move on. Like less. There's just too much. There's too much for me. I, I do I do like the boys, but like all the Marvel stuff, it needs to calm down. All the Star Wars stuff, it needs to calm down. There's just it, it'll find its place. I think these things we we want it, and we we say we want a ton of it when we don't want a ton of it. We just want some 
good of it about wait just another genre right it used to be you know westerns and space movies friggin 50 years ago right now we've gotten to a new development but i think to your point we needs to it needs to be balanced out but i saw top gun and i say it's gonna be a big big winner this movie this year this you movie, like the uh what were they the football scene that was your favorite it was man it was like uh you know uh, i i missed i missed the 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 bear i was like are they gonna have a volleyball scene i'm like ah no volleyball damn um but it was okay we had the football thing and it was good yeah i'll say the the top gun movie it actually drove me to go back to the movie theater for the first time since probably a year or two before even the pandemic hit just because i didn't really you know, I, I enjoy watching movies at home where I'm more comfortable and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick in the movie theater was fucking phenomenal. It was really well done. And uh, it, it's one that you I, I highly recommend seeing in the movie theater if you can get a chance to before it leaves. Yeah, I probably should because the uh, my, my movie theater, COVID, they shut down and rehabbed the whole place. They have like a I don't know, 20 movies in the place. And it was it was old and it needed the update. And uh it kind of reopened again like when the the uh, the Batman came out. And so me and my uh, oldest went to go see it. We went on a Thursday at eleven AM to go watch the Batman. It was awesome because like we were the only people in the theater because like everybody else is at work. So we had a whole movie theater ourselves, but it was like all one hundred percent redone. Like the chairs were super awesome. They reclined, the subwoofers, like eh, it just was amazing. So I can imagine watching Top Gun and the Jets and the booms and stuff like that. It's gotta be pretty wild. Uh, I was in a theater at eleven ten. So it was the early show in in our one at AMC theater, you know, stadium seating, all the nice stuff. I get it. But it was fucking packed. And thank God we got there when we did. We, You know, I like to be like five minutes early because I want the previews and I want to get my good seats and whatever. But I'm like, dude, we if we were, you know, five minutes late or 10, which my wife doesn't care about the previews, we wouldn't have gotten in. You don't have a um, reserve seating? Well, I could pay in advance, but you pay an extra oh. like three or four bucks or whatever. Fuck oh, that. my God. You're so you know? fucking cheap. I am. I don't think the the movie theaters in New York don't allow like open seating anymore. Everything's like a sold ticket now. So yeah, it is. You, you yeah, it's a hard ticket. Like you, for your row and all that bullshit. Yeah. So no, I I that's my free plug for today. I'm like, uh, if you can go see that in the theater, make it happen. I I think I'm gonna go see it again with my son, uh, because he didn't get to go with us because he was playing D and D, of course. Um, oh. but uh, my daughter went and she loved it, and my wife was, you know, it it. You no, know, she cried. I'm I, I'm a tough guy. I'm sure I never cried during the whole thing, you know, but uh, did you cry when E.T. died? <clears throat> did E.T. die? Yeah. Remember the E.T. He died. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He kind of died. They I found him by the stream. Yeah. The flower yeah, will to the... yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But then he came back to life. It's all good because Elliot saved him. I left. You laughed. You I laughed. laughed. I'm not surprised. <laughs> So fuck that alien. Get him out of here. Heart of stone. Heart of stone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that alien. Oh, shit. All right. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think we (laughs) covered everything we could possibly cover. As always, I'd like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at forums.grimreapergamers.com to see everything we're up to, as well as to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com, spelled the D-O-T. Uh, thank you, Selden, Crowbar, and, and Valiant for being on. Uh, it was great. Well, except for the Valiant parts, because I don't agree with him. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't picked on last. <laughs> well, I got picked on Valiant. He hasn't been on for uh, a, a few times. Um, no, you were on two times ago. Two, yeah, two or three. I got to yell at Solus. He hasn't been on, that motherfucker. Right. All right, and with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on. Eyes up, Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>